HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to HR and Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere, and somewhere is everybody? Charleston! All right, my name's Kat Johnson. I'm the co-host of HR and Happy Hour. I am here with my co-host, Katie Mosman-Wadler. Hey, everybody. Happy, happiest hour. And Hannah Forden's over yonder. She'll be back in a minute. I just had to throw out a really great Southern phrase, over yonder. Everybody note that. Way over yonder. Over yonder. It's all coming. It's like all my Alabama is flooding back. Um, so we're super excited. We thought we had a full house yesterday, but this today we have a really full house. It's like beer sessions radio in here, actually. I don't know. We're, we're about a half of a beer session. <laughs> ha- one half of a beer session. Um, today, today's a special day, though, isn't it, Kat? Today is a very momentous day. It is Harry Rosenblum's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. So Harry just blew out the candle on a very special birthday treat, and I want to welcome our first guest on HR and Happy Hour, Cynthia Wong, to tell us what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, should I guess? Yes. You can. I mean, it's it's either a cake shaped like a chicken or it's a chicken shaped like a cake. I don't... <laughs> it's ice cream. Uh, it's a turducken, but it's made out of ice cream. So it's a long duckin. Long uh, duckin. Because the, the more stupid jokes you can cram into something, you really should. Indeed. So is it turkey ice cream wrapped around duck ice cream wrapped around chicken? Oh, even better. And the uh, legs and wings are dark meat, which is chocolate. So. Thank you. That's amazing. That is the best birthday cake I think I've ever had. We thought it might be. That's why we enlisted Cynthia to bring it. Because we've been admiring it on our Instagram feed. Um, Cynthia, can you tell us a little bit about Life Raft Treats? Um, yeah, I have an ice cream truck and a little ice cream company, and um, I make happy food. Uh, after years of being in restaurants and getting yelled at uh, while on the line, I thought, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to be done with this. I think I'm going to make some ice cream and be happy in my truck. So that's kind of what I do, and I hope I make other people happy with my ice cream. It sounds kind of like a pharmaceutical ad there for a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I use really good local milk, low country creamery. I have a T-shirt on. Um, yeah. Ice cream. 
Good stuff. Yeah. Fun. Um, our biggest product is the not fried chicken, which is waffle cone ice cream shaped to look like an ice cream drumstick. Um, and we once did a food festival. We were in a dark tent handing out little mini versions of it. It was really loud and they didn't have the proper science for us. And we were like, it's, it's waffle ice cream. But I know that people were like really drunk and kind of like taking the tray and running off the corner and biting it and thinking they didn't heat this nugget. Oh. But it, there's no chicken involved with this except for the eggs. So you're not going to bite into raw meat. It's, it's going to be okay. Have you, have you thought at all about putting some kind of candy bones inside? There is. There is a chocolate covered candy bone in each of the legs and the wings. Yeah. Best birthday ever. I mean, yeah, for real. Our next guest is Vic Patel of Sawgrass Technologies in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Hi, Vic. Hi, how are you? Good. And tell us about Sawgrass Technologies. Oh, we're not a food company. The food company is Dubba 13. Ah. Sawgrass is the company I work for during the day. Oh, day job. And then on the weekends, I go cook for my company, Dubba 13. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so we, um, there's a shortage of a good Indian food in this town. Mm. And uh, I started cooking since I was in college and uh, decided to take it out on the road. And uh, I cook a couple of times a month at a local place downtown and uh, sell out three in three or four hours. Nice. Yeah, love it. And we also have Manit Chauhan. Hey! Three for three. Third year in a row with Heritage Radio Network at Charleston Wine and Food. I'm sorry, I'm very distracted with that right in front. I'm like, are we only going to talk about it or are we actually going to get in and start eating Are you that? talking about the alcohol or the, the, the ice cream? It's, it's up to interpretation, like whatever you guys want to, yes. We have uh, also Eli Sussman's over here joining us, uh, doing the social feeds right now, making me very nervous. <laughs> hey, uh, We're live on the internet and also the internet. Oh, oh the that's internet. so meta. Ooh. Oh my God. That's put together a uh, whole bunch of uh, Maker's Mark shots for us to enjoy with this Wong Duckin. Happy birthday, Harry. Thanks, Eli. I'm going <laughs> to subject you to shots of Maker's Mark, whether you like it or not. I mean, it, wouldn't, it, it will not be the first time that I have been subjected to shots of Maker's Mark. It will be the first time, however, that I have had ice cream turducken. So thank you, Cynthia. Just wait until we cut into it and you see what it's like inside. What's going to happen next year? That's what I want, you know? I thought you were going to say this is the first time that I can legally do the shots now that I'm over 21. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Happy birthday to you as well. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to say. Yeah. That's what his ID says anyway. Our final guest joining us once again today, he was here yesterday on Happy Hour, is Nick Collier from Le Creuset. Welcome, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun last night. I didn't know how you could top it, but you have already done that by a long shot. Everybody's already mentioned what's here. This is amazing. I can't wait to have some fun trivia with you guys. Trivia. So we are going to end the show in trivia today. It's special trivia. You're warning. You've been warned. Yeah. It's a special birthday trivia. That's a little tease. All right. So I want to talk first and foremost about the event tonight that you're all participating in. Someone, Someone tell me what it is, what it's about, and what people can expect when they show up. Uh, my biggest fear is the the talk of color bombing, uh, which I, I it's, it's going to be one of those things where it's really fun when you're watching it happen to somebody else, but I'm hoping that I don't just like freak out. Oh no, that's no fear. That's the funnest part about Holi. I mean, I, like literally, Holi is my favorite festival. It is the festival of colors, and uh, growing up in India, 
it would be so amazing because we literally we would have the, the most like dry colors and wet colors and we would be throwing at uh, it at each other it was just um it was the advent of spring like it, it's color and um delicious food and you know everything you're not supposed to do yeah and, and it still and doesn't look entirely relaxed <laughs> i'm gonna find you tonight with the colors in my pocket all right good because all my clothes are really cheap and gross so i'm gonna be fine so it, it makes no difference once you're in it you're in it yeah we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. you're in it to win it. Do it yeah mate tell us more about holy and like why holy became an inspiration for a, an event at charleston wine and food i mean holy again I, it's it's a festival of colors i think it is all about um you know getting over winters not only in terms of food the food that you serve is so decadent and fun there's always um there's always like music involved and one of the most important things um that you serve in india in holi is called bhang bhang is marijuana nice yes are we gonna have that did today? you bring some no i'm from tennessee hello i'm That's not from colorado isn't that where it grows <laughs> why didn't you Not get from Colorado? Why didn't you get a chef to participate from Colorado that strategically? I, I had nothing to do with it. I just sh I just showed up, hoping that somebody would get some bhang. That's what it is. The last time I was in India, and um, they have these fritters that they make with bhang, and my mom-in-law kept on telling me she's like, make sure you don't eat this. This is for the guests. Within five minutes, she was the one who was feeding me. So you can imagine, yes. <laughs> now, there's another holy event coming up soon too that's part of brown in the south tell me about brown in the south because it started uh, i don't know about two years ago two years ago the first event was at uh, chaipani in atlanta and it's so funny actually the first time i met marwan was right over here doing you know the heritage radio uh, interview this was around two years back exactly and, and he said yeah. that he was talking to vish and they wanted to, they, there are so many like ethnic chefs who are getting together in the South. And he's like, why, why don't we just celebrate it? So that's what we are doing. Um, I think we have more fun in the kitchen. The guests who come to eat the food, they love the food. But I think this is more for, for us. Let's, let's be really truthful about it, yes. <laughs> and the next event coming up is called Holy Grail. Holy Grail, yes. And I encourage everyone to go look at the, the promotional photo. It is Monty Python Holy Grail, but with <laughs> Marijuana, Manit, and a few other faces in the grail. It's hysterical. I interrupt this program to ask an important question because I, I now have a red knife and it matches my red outfit. Uh, Cindy, is there a particular way to carve a Wong Duckin that I should, like, I'm thinking kind of like, like so? Yeah? Okay, great. I'm just going to pretend it's a, a tur turkey. Yeah. It's very easy to pretend that because it looks <laughs> exactly like. like one. Just pop those ice cream appendages <laughs> off and... <laughs> oh, wait, oh. that was so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do okay, it again. Yeah. I'll pop this one. Ready? Oh, that one's... Pop this one. Oh, yeah. Hear that? Got that crunch, Matt? Yeah. Engineer oh, Matt, wow. how's that crunch on that? Um, okay, so... So, Vic, tell us more about Holy City. I mean, yeah, Holy Shake, Holy City Shakedown tonight. What, are you, what have you got planned? What are you looking forward to? So, I've actually bought a Komodo Joe to cook at the event. And uh, I've got this 200-pound Komodo Joe sitting in the back of my um, F-150 out there. 
I'm going to wheel that back. Where are you parked? Am I going? Oh, somewhere, okay. somewhere where you can't get into it. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's a bright white F-150 with a bright red Komodo Joe sitting in there, so it's pretty distinguishable. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to light up that grill. Um, I'm going to cook. Um, I don't even know how much chicken I have, uh, but it's uh, what I call fire chicken, um, named after my son, Sean, who used to see me coming out in the backyard, see all the flames coming out the grill. And he said, what are you making, Daddy? Fire chicken? Oh. That's it. That's what it is. You can't read And it so that's been my signature dish for the last couple of years. And uh, it, it's, it's fiery hot. It's great. It's got <laughs> raita, which is yogurt-based. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. So the photobombing can start. I don't care if it comes in onto the Joe. I don't care if it comes on the grill. We'll have some fun. Cynthia, what about you? What are you uh, cooking up or um, making for Holy City today? I've made passion fruit kulfi. So it's a still frozen dessert. Uh, I, instead of using condensed milk from a can, I made condensed milk and uh, ash, passion fruit, some other milk, uh, ground pistachios. How do you make condensed milk? You get milk and sugar and just cook it forever oh, until forever. It's, like looks like condensed milk. Nice. All right, so Katie is carving up our <laughs> Wong Duck in. Uh, I've never been happier than I am right now. So there, I, ha I have a piece of it right here. It has like different layers of ice cream that really do kind of emulate light and dark meat. Yeah. Tell us about it, Cynthia. Uh, well, the, the inspiration was the turducken, which if you've ever had one, the whole thing tastes like andouille and it's kind of weird. Yeah. But it, it's hard to not really like the concept of stuffing one animal into another into another and then serving it. Um, and so I just kind of liked the whole kitsch thing about it and thought it was funny and had one of those things where I was like, wouldn't it be funny if... So it was boring. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, is this something that, like, do, is this something that you sell? Like, if somebody, like, wants to order one, you do for Thanksgiving? That's amazing. It's a special order thing. Karen, would you like a wing or a breast? I mean, I, I do love that this has all three. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with this slice through. I think you should, wish, really I think you should be starting to dig for the wishbone, shouldn't you? I mean, I am into that. I, I did ask that question, so I'm really, I am very much, I'm very much into that. Harry. So I have a question, um, both for Vic and Manit about Holy. In is it is food also usually a part of it? Like I'm familiar with it because there's events in New York City where there is the whole color bomb thing, and that's what people are really into. Everybody wears a white shirt, and there's runs and 5Ks and things, and there's you know a big event where they're throwing color. But is is food and like cooking outdoors a big part of it in India? I mean, food absolutely is a very integral part of any festival in India. Of course. I mean, it is, I think it's just um, an excuse to indulge. It's excuse to fry everything in the house, <laughs> which was pretty much like how it was growing up. Yeah, like mom it. would be like, oh, holy, like, yeah. okay, let's start frying everything. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I think yeah. as kids, this is something that we would look, you know, forward to because it was not only like, you know, going out and getting like, coming home looking like complete hooligans and not getting into trouble for that. <laughs> but also there was this amazing decadent food. And each and every festival in India has a particular, like Holi is all about um, uh, chaats, which are Indian street food, which is pretty much like this is spring is coming around. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we used to, we used to in Atlanta, company I used to work for, we used to have holly every year. Two or three hundred people in the company, we come in, we import all the color from India. Water fights, we used to have these 55 gallon drums of water and water cannons and a DJ. 
Um, food obviously was a huge part of the, the, the deal, but it was just, it was an amazing time just to get everyone together. It doesn't matter what race or color you were, it was just an amazing time just to release a whole bunch of energy and have a whole bunch of fun. Yeah, I mean, it, um, it makes me feel like here in the U.S., by and large, a lot of us are really stuck up and kind of boring because, like, we don't let loose like that, right? No, and like, not true. <laughs> you should have seen the party last night. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, that's different, right? Like, that's that's with drinking and all that, this stuff. But like, culturally, I feel like there are not moments like I don't know the way I feel having grown up here. Like, July Fourth ultimately is like a holiday to drink shitty beer. Right, yeah. and like if you look at New Year's Eve, what is New Year's Eve? It's a time to get drunk. What is St. Patrick's Day? It's amateur night. Like it's all just about like <laughs> drinking too much. It's not really about the like the fun that I often feel like I see in other cultures. I think I'd agree with you. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. My mom is Burmese, and um, she talked about Water Festival, which sounds kind of similar in a certain sense of like it's getting hot, everyone throwing water on each other. Which you know, I mean, in my reaction was. I don't really know if I want people to throw color on me tonight. Like, I don't really know if I can handle that psychologically. Because, like, you know, I don't really like being dirty. I think, I, think, I, think, right. I think we so have a plan, right? So here we around, and Meet's going to have a giant bag of color. Just poof. You have made yourself a mark. You know, I, I know I have. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, we're going to get that weirdo. Um, so I, I would I think I would agree with you. Yeah, it's, like, really culturally hard for us to let go unless there's drinking involved, and then it's not letting go. It's just embarrassing yourself. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, historically, if you think about it in India, um, you know, my grandparents and, 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 and their parents grew up in a very rural part of the, 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 the country, and it's very hard, right? You go to the farms, you work, you, you come back, and, and you know, these sort of festivals that come around every now and again are, are, are the releases that they get. And, and, and right. while, while we celebrate them here, they, they, they look forward to them over there, just to, just to take a day off and enjoy that and, and celebrate that particular day. It was the time event. before the weekend. Yeah. Exactly. But, it, right? but it's such a cultural, um, iconic festival also, because, um, I mean, Bollywood, which is probably one of the biggest film industries like in the world, almost every second movie has a, a holy song, right? And I'm going to find the DJ today. If he's not playing those songs, I have an entire list and I'm going to tell him. I'm That's like, awesome. come on, buddy. Good. We've got to do this. Yeah. The Charleston Police Department might be out soon. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's like Rung Barse. Come on. Vic, I want to ask you about um, this word that I think is kind of inherent to the work you do. Is it Daba? Daba. Yep. What does that mean? So, Dabas are small... And, and Monique will correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong here. But these are small restaurants on highways across India. Um, you know, we, there, there are no rest areas. There are no, um, you know, Burger Kings or, or McDonald's to stop at on, on, on interstates in India. So these little homegrown restaurants called Dabbas line highways in India. And people stop there. They eat. They're, invite, they're invited in. The food's really inexpensive, but it's amazing. And so... The, the reason I called it Dabba was because of that, because it's my, my business is essentially a pop-up. Um, and the number 13 has been very significant in my life. With my, my son's birthday, um, he, he was born on tw in 2013, and, and so the number 13 pops up numerous times. So Dabba 13. And the URL was available. <laughs> That's always convenient. <laughs> it helps, it helps. Um, should we do these birthday shots that Eli's poured up? Yes. Hey, the birthday yes, boy says should. yes. Or right, let's pass them around. 
Harry, how how has your birthday at Charleston Wine and Food gone so far? I mean, it, it's been pretty great. Um, uh, aside from the fact that I do miss my children terribly. Um, I woke up this morning. I had a biscuit from uh, Callie's uh, biscuit. And I got there very early. I found out they opened at 8. And I got there at 8.07. And I still had to wait like 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, then I've just been here. And I've done some really fun interviews. And I'm surrounded by people that I love. So it's really fun. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. Well, we're getting a couple more shots poured up. And then we're going to do a birthday toast for Harry. Oh, we have some more friends joining us. Yeah. We have oh, friends with whiskey. Oh, yeah. We, oh, oh, man. All right. It's all downhill from here. Hurry up and drink this one for the next one. All right. Well. There's no oh. shake down happening. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Happy birthday. Thank you. Woo. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Well, we have four special guests joining us right now. We have Todd and Melissa Richards. Todd Richards in the house. Elizabeth Kent. Welcome. Woo. What's he drinking? Steven. Steven Henderson with Here. Uncle Nearest Whiskey. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us. Come on in, pile in. Uh, we're serving, tur- tur- uh, sorry, Wong Duckin, which is a birthday cake for Harry. Um, and I'm going to let you guys carry on with the show while I carve some more bird. All right. Well, we've talked about Holy City Shakedown. We've talked about Brown in the South. We've talked about Life Raft Treats. We've talked about Harry's birthday. Should we start? in on our trivia i feel like with this crowd it might take a little while i think we're about as orderly as we're gonna get guys (laughs) all right so the trivia today is obviously in honor of our great harry rosenblum's birthday oh boy so Uh if you're listening to this in the future we've asked 10 of your closest friends (laughs) for your deepest darkest secrets And every question is about something that you don't want broadcasted over the radio. So this should be really That's great exactly fun for you. But, but Eli, it's 2019, and with the internet and with the way social media works, there's nothing I've done that, I mean, if it it's gets out, it's just going to make me famous. That, That's what you think. From what I understand, the questions are from the dark web, so. <laughs> oh, I'm big on the dark web now? We're not, we're not You're trending. today. You're trending. Today is everybody's on Harry's team because it's his birthday and, ev- and everybody has to help him. Nice. <laughs> okay, so once again, as in as like yesterday, Nate is going to help me out. We're doing some trivia questions. Um, and this trivia game is all about other people that share your birthday. Uh-huh. So you will have to guess these famous people who were also born on March 9th based on some of their weird food preferences that I discovered on Google. Wow, this is super fun. I've also never bothered to figure out, I don't think, anyone who shares my birthday. So this is going to be really hard. I now know all of them. So if you need to know. I just want to say that she clearly did her research on this. I always do my research. Okay. All right. So I will ask question number one. Everyone can jump in and help you give your answer. All right. All right. Question number one is... What eccentric chess player kept vitamin pills, herbal potions, and a large orange juicer in a suitcase in case anyone tried to put toxins in his food? Kasparov? No. No. The other chess who's player. Who's the other chess, who's yeah, the other chess, chess player? player. <laughs> who's the one other he chess played player? Against. Oh, man. <laughs> no, we can give the it. Oh, There's a movie. 
I know there's a movie and I can like see oh, him, but I can't remember his name. Yeah. Cynthia got it. I don't know. Bobby Fisher. I was gonna. You said there was a movie. I was gonna say there's an SNL sketch. <laughs> well, I'm gonna now start keeping those things in my suitcase in case you guys are trying. And well, Cynthia, you wouldn't do that to me. You wouldn't poison me with ice cream, would you? No. Maybe. I would just All right. Thought about it. All right, Nate's gonna ask the next question. Right. What cosmonaut became the first human in space and therefore the first person to eat a meal in space which happened to be two servings of pureed meat and one chocolate sauce? Oh. <laughs> There's a good reason I don't know that. Yes. Pureed meat and chocolate sauce? Yuri Gagarin. Yes. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Birthday boy got it. With help from Vic. When I was writing this, I was telling Will about all the questions I was writing at home and he was like, I was like, what's the difference between a cosmonaut and an astronaut? And he was like, there's not one. And I was like, that's wrong. Cosmonauts there is. are Russian. Yeah, cosmonauts are Russian, yeah. for sure. So, and Laika was the first dog in space. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay, question number three. What actor is known for his edgy roles in Ex Machina and A Most Violent Year, but says he didn't have his first drink until he was 24? I don't watch movies almost ever. Yikes. Was he in what? Yes, yes he was. Who knows his name? <laughs> the actor was in Ex Machina and A Most Violent Year, but he says he didn't have his first drink until he was 24. Oscar Isaacs. Cynthia got it. Oscar Isaacs. I'm sorry, Oscar. If I ran you over in the street, I would not know who you are, but I'll go check out the movies. All right, here's question number four from Nate. So what explorer and cartographer who left a considerable mark on the New World was thought to be a pickle dealer before he embarked on his own journeys across the Atlantic? <laughs> Never knew that, but very cool question. It's only rumored. Is it Cook? And finally, no. New World no. is in quotes. So yeah. He, he was, left. Was pickle dealer in quotes? It was not. Oh. <laughs> so he was thought to be an actual pickle dealer, but we're talking about a quotational New World. <laughs> Oh, hey, Eli, you want some pickles? <laughs> hey, I will say... You got key, any pickles? The key, the, key word, the key words in this were that he left a mark on the new world. <laughs> Our engineer, Matt, in the back with the answer, America Vespucci. Ah. All right, last question. It's all coming down to this. Okay. What I'm performing terribly, by the way, at this trivia. But. What comedian did a segment on his Comedy Central show, The Opposition, where he consumed Donald Trump's 2,600-calorie McDonald's order consisting of two Big Macs, two filet fishes and a chocolate shake? Also known as Harry's Normal Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Tuesdays. <laughs> Wednesdays, I come to Samisa. <laughs> He used to be on The Daily Show, and then he got his own show. Oh. To be on The Daily Yeah. I think Monique might have it. It's Stephen Colbert, everybody's telling me. No. Oh. Yeah. His show is named no, The Louis Opposition. No, Louis Black. Louis <laughs> Black? I said Stephen Colbert. Was it Louis Black? <laughs> no. I didn't apologize for Who it, else was on The Daily it, Show? I feel like no one's going to... No? What's the show? The, op show. the Opposition is the name of the show. <laughs> and I think it, I think it was short-lived. Minaj. <laughs> He's on Netflix. Close. The comedian is 
Jordan Klepper. Jordan Ah. Uh, now you can edit it out, so I just say Jordan Klepper, right? Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. All right, well, guess what, guys? You won trivia. Yes. Well Good job, Harry. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, we have a little bit more time left. Harry, do you have any birthday wishes, desires, things you want to do before you leave Charleston? Uh, things I want to do before I leave Charleston. I want to go for a swim before I leave Charleston. Yes. Get color bombed. I would like to get color bombed. That would be fun, for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I have to say, and I, and I do feel like, uh, I mean, I know we're, we're sort of celebrating here, but I think it's valuable since there are people from different ethnic backgrounds here to just bring up again, and I've already done it here in this studio today, that I find it very interesting being from the north that we are in a park where there is a statue of John C. Calhoun who was a big proponent of slavery that is watching over all of this. And I feel like... I, I have not. I have not seen the Holocaust Memorial. Well, that's cool. I'm super. I'm. I mean, I'm not happy about the Holocaust Memorial. That's a bad thing to say. Bad turn of phrase. But like that. That makes me feel much better. But the fact that like there's this John C. Calhoun statue up there, and there's like no. I don't feel like there's a lot of like mention or like talk about that here. We don't, we don't yeah, but but, but the great thing is they're looking down on all this diversity here, and guess what? Yeah, you're totally right. Mitch. You're totally here's, right. Here's a finger to you. You're totally. You're a hundred percent right. Here goes your dream. <laughs> no, I think I think I think you're totally right, and that is awesome, and and it is awesome to see that there is so much diversity. And to be honest, if someone had told me two years ago, like, hey, you know, Charleston wine and food, there's going to be a celebration of holy, I would have been like, really? But I think that's the most exciting part about it. I mean, I think food is something that brings the world closer. And we were having, Vic and I, we were having this conversation earlier that at least when I went to school, when I went to culinary school, um, we were taught that French food is the epitome of food. Right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And now when you see that the, uh, you know, that the world is slowly opening up to ethnic cultures and ethnic foods, it makes me so proud. I mean, like, earlier we were having this conversation about appropriation. I'm like, if anybody says that they are not appropriating a particular cuisine, even I am. I mean, what I'm cooking is not ethnic food. Right. It has been appropriated from the Mughals who came, the Persians who came to India. Sure. I mean, if I was serving raw meat, that's probably the only authentic food <laughs> which is out there. So I think it's exciting for us all, you know, as, as food professionals, to take different ingredients and to just celebrate it and the, the world just becomes so much closer. It's true. And that's what's the exciting part. It's true. And there and there is amazing food out here today and there's amazing food in here today. I mean, who would who would have thought there would be an, you know, an ice cream turducken. So thanks again. And uh, we're giving you another birthday shot, Harry, and we're really lucky that we have a maker here um, with their own whiskey, Steve Anderson. Um, I wanted Steve to tell us about what we're drinking. But Please, bottoms tell up. me. Happy birthday. Cheers to your birthday. This is Uncle Nearest 1856. It's the story of the first African-American master distiller on record in the United States. Currently the only African-American ever represented on a brand of American whiskey. And uh, it's come to light that in uh, Lynchburg, Tennessee, he was making t Tennessee whiskey using the Lincoln County process, and he's the original master distiller behind Jack Daniels. Mm. And the coolest thing about this story is it's always been one of love and honor between the two. Jack didn't see race and color, and so we have the opportunity in front of you to cheers to that and uh, just say that that story was lost to time and that, until it's sitting in front of you right now. So uh, we're only about a year old, so this is our first time down here as well. So cheers. Amazing. Happy birthday. Cheers. Thank you. What do you think, it's Harry? It's delicious. Delicious? It's awesome. Tastes great. All right. So 
I, I assume Cynthia, Vic, and Manit, you have to run to Holy City Shakedown yep. when we're done here. I'm gonna drive. You're gonna, oh, you're not gonna. <laughs> He's run. not gonna carry that. Come on, to the back. Is there room in the back of the truck for us next to the grill? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, all right. So I've always dreamed of riding in the bed of a truck to a holy festival in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> you know that's, that's I've, I've thought about it for years and years and years. I and can make that dream a reality, my friend. Oh, as oh, you, you knock, oh, Barney Bow. As, as you knock over uh, Uncle Nurse. It's there. okay. He's there. He's Happy there with the same. He's there with more whiskey. I got you excited. <laughs> Well, I don't know. This might just continue to devolve if we, the longer we sit here with more whiskey. We, have, we still have a half of a long duck in sitting here. So if anybody's <laughs> listening in Charleston, please come over here to Marion Park. We can come and taste oh, no, some of this. You need to finish that. Before it melts. Yeah. Yeah. Harry, oh, wow. we're not leaving until you finish that yeah. cake. Yeah. Yeah, you that can't is not what I want for my birthday. This is a Matilda situation. <laughs> we, we, do, we do need to hear a few words from our good friend Todd Richards before we jump off this thing. Todd? Yes. We just want to say hey to you. We want to get you on mic. Hey. Todd. What's your name? What'd you make? Also, we got some tots. Thank you. You said tots or tucks? Okay, I just want to make sure. You've been drinking before I got here, right? I just want to make sure that let the record show, okay? Talk about your day. Talk about Jack Ma. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Todd, talk about my Todd, day, yes. Let's start your day. What did you have for breakfast? Uh, champagne. That's right. That's uh, correct. Uh, that yes. should have been my first trivia question. Yes. That's what happened last year. Uh, right. Uh, Todd celebrates Harry's birthday every day. Uh, uh, every champagne. day. I mean, the mo- well, people ask, why do I drink champagne for breakfast? Because the world is so crazy right now. So you got to start with a really great beverage in order to make it through the rest of the day. And then I drink a little whiskey, you know, the rest of the day, have a little champagne. But, you know, you talk about diversity, you know, and it's your birthday. And I'm so happy that you talk about it, especially here in Charleston, because, you know, where I look at it from from a black perspective, that, you know, two of my chefs are black that came with me and we're driving down. We see slave quarters that we know are right there, but we're changing the world. That's why I come to this festival every year, because we get to change the world one bite at a time. You know, or one drink at a time. So people keep their statues up there. They can do all that shit they want to do. I'm sorry if I'm cursing. But, you can curse on you this know, network. But, but, but we all are responsible to change the world one bite at a time. And if we continue to do that, you know, we make the world a better place. And can no one deny that. So it's your birthday. You know, I'm here to celebrate you. But we're also here to celebrate, you know, how we making the world a better place. All right, so cheers to that. Cheers. cheers. We also believe that we can change the world one mic at a place, and that's why we like to come to food festivals to be able to hang out with people like Todd, Manit, Vic, Cynthia, Nate, Eli, everybody that's here. It's been a blast so far. It's we're a only deep two- happy hour. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground, yeah. and we're doing it again tomorrow. So make sure you tune in tomorrow from 12 to 5 p.m. All right. Any final thoughts? Hannah, Hannah has a. Fu- I've been silently drinking whiskey and eating ice cream, but this is now the second happy hour in a row where I'm almost crying. So I'm gonna call it a success. That's your fault. All right. Well, thanks to everyone for joining us today. Uh, we will be back at the Le Creuset podcast studio tomorrow at Charleston Wine and Food. 
from 12 to 5 p.m. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash charleston2019 to see our schedule for tomorrow. Go to... Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash live to listen. Eli wants to shout out the Wong Duckin again. You have to. Because <laughs> you have to. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Cynthia Wong is a genius, as we learned last year. I mean, Woo-hoo! come on. There's a song for it and everything. <laughs> we won't sing it now, but you can find it in the archives. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for joining. We'll see you tonight at Holy City Shakedown. Awesome. Thank you for us. Thanks, chat. We'll be back tomorrow. Happy Saturday. See you tomorrow at 12 noon on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.